Are you seeking a better way to accelerate your sales, to scale your business, to live a life with no limits? Accelerate Sales Podcast features global experts who have cracked the code to recurring revenues with proven sales systems and get you on the fast track to scaling. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. Hi, I'm Paul Higgins, and welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast, episode number 441. You're going to learn three key things today. One is, is SEO actually for your business and some of the traps to avoid? Number two is, how do you use backlinks to increase your Google rankings and also a great way to automate that for you? And the third is how to leverage your SaaS vendor, the traffic to your site. If you're a first-time listener and you love it, you're here, please subscribe. If you're a regular, always welcome those reviews. And who's this for? It's for a cloud consultant. And my definition is anyone that's taking, uh, was doing consulting and then taking a SaaS product to implement the end solution. And you can get the full transcript at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This is episode 441, as I said, and also all the links, et cetera, there as well. And before we go into the interview with Fazard, I'd like to thank our sponsors. The first is the Cloud Consultants Collective. So it's a free Slack community where peers help peers in many ways, but mainly to grow our business. It's less technical. It's more business focused. So go to cloudconsultantscollective.com and SenseSpark. It's a fantastic video platform that allows you to personalize at scale, right? So bring some color into that outreach and you can get six months free at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash send spark. So our guest today is Farzad Rashidi and he's a lead innovator at Respona, R-E-S-P-O-N-A. And it's an all-in-one link building's Uh, outreach software that helps businesses increase their organic traffic from Google. Don't we all need that? He previously ran the marketing for VizMe, where he helped the company gain 14 million active users and pass 3 million monthly organic traffic. And he's got a really good example of that in the video, if you are watching the video side. So what I'll do now is hand you over to Farzad Rashidi from Respona. Great to have you here, Farzad. Thanks for having me. Yeah, look, I'm I'm really excited about this because I must admit, when I ran my cloud cons- consulting business, I really struggled with uh, SEO. You know, I've, I've had some experiences that I want to recount, and I'm sure you listening here, when it comes to SEO, you probably think, "Oh, wow, this is like a this is a land of the unknown." So um, we're going to get you as a as a brilliant expert on SEO and backlinks to help us make sure that we're not missing out on the opportunity. So um, why don't we kick off with uh, who are your ideal clients and and what's some of the problems that you see they have that you help to solve? Sure, thanks. So uh, I, I wanted to co-founder shout Respana, and Respana's uh, ideal customers are predominantly split in between half, I would say, between B2B SaaS companies and marketing agencies that cater to predominantly SaaS companies. <laughs> At the end of the day, companies are going to be SaaS companies that that are uh, normally the clients. But we do have some other, uh, I would say, miscellaneous industries that we cater to. But um, I would say that the, the main problem they're solving is they're trying to get organic traffic from Google to their website. 
And that seems to be a very broad, um, I would say, strategy. But what Respondent helps in particular is to help you kind of gain these backlinks from relevant authoritative websites in your space. And that that's ultimately what's going to help you gain higher rankings and kind of build uh, that trust and reputation in the in the space. Yeah, great. Now, I know there's so many words in uh, in our world at the moment that it's got so many different meanings, right? And backlinks is one of them. You know, it's once again, mm-hmm. I find that SEO is hard enough to understand. And we'll get to a little bit about that in, in a moment. But while we've got it hot is backlink. So what is a, a backlink? What's your definition of a backlink? Sure. So basically, just again, give you a little quick history here in terms of how it became a thing. Uh, so back in the late 90s, I'm sure you're a young man, Paul, so you don't remember. But uh, <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> there were Google wasn't the main search engine. It was AOL and 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 then Yahoo and and Bing and some of the other guys. And and back in I think the 97 or so, when they came up with this algorithm, Larry Page uh, came up with this algorithm called PageRank. Uh, they basically radically improved the, the uh, I would say, the search results in their, of their search engine. Uh, problem was at the time, a lot of search engines like AOL, they were just entirely relying on the content of the pages to try to rank them for a certain keyword. So you look for a keyword. And if the marketers, as they ruin everything, has stuffed the keywords on their page, then they get up yeah. in the search. So you end up with a bunch of junk. So what PageRank did was basically created a Mean Girls popularity contest for the website. So saying that, okay, yes, we care about what's on your page, but that's not the only factor. Uh, Now we also look at how popular you are. And the way we define popularity is by understanding what other websites in your space that are credible and authoritative themselves are actually talking about you and referencing you and mentioning you. And that is a vote of popularity in Google. And basically doing so, then it, they radically improved the quality of their search results because there's no cheating in the system uh, anymore, right? So can't just stuff keywords nowadays and call it a day. Now you all have to convince other people in your industries, other experts to actually start talking about you. And so the search results now you see in Google are uh, are a lot more relevant than and, and some of the that's other searches back in the day. So that's how they took over the search engine market and became a thing. So the concept of link building is basically how we go about actually earning those backlinks and mentions, editorial uh, links from uh, other credible resources in your space. Brilliant, brilliant. When I'm sure we're going to touch on how to get them in a moment, but let's go to SEO, right? So, you know, you're listening to Fazard and, and, and me here and thinking, yeah, I've, like I said, you know, you've been burnt by SEO in the, the past or, or the other thing is you don't really understand how it could help you. You know, organic mm-hmm. traffic is going to help, but you don't really know what to do. So you know, sort of give us a, a bit of a view on, you know, why would a, a cloud consultant, someone, you know, a, a Salesforce partner, Microsoft partner, et cetera, even entertain uh, getting mm-hmm. some help with SEO and then uh, backlinks? Sure. So a few things. Um, there, there are two reasons why people have bad experiences with SEO. The most common uh, reason is that their business is just not the right fit for SEO. <laughs> it's yeah. just not how their sales cycles work and how to acquire customers. And so we're going to touch on how to identify whether you're the right person or type of company to kind of even look at it as a, as a potential channel. Yeah. And number two is that people just sort of hire people uh, to blindly 
do SEO. <laughs> and it just normally never works because just like anything, right? You can't just go hire a person to solve your problems. You need to have a basic understanding of how things work. So you have enough discretion and ability to basically be able to pick the right person to do the job. And because everybody in their grandma's basement can call themselves an expert, right? So understanding, okay, what needs to get done and how do we quantify that and how do we evaluate? And then now how do we find the right person to get it done? So those two are normally the main reasons why people have bad experiences. Yeah, and 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 you're right, and and I often say, you know, just tick the box ex- exercise. Right, I'm doing SEO. Okay, so what are you doing? You know, to, to explain <laughs> right. it to them, and they're like, and it's nearly like the, you know, I say to people when with working with your team members, right, you delegate, you don't abdicate. Right, and, and I find exactly. in SEO, there's a lot of abdication. Right, it's like, well, it's their problem. Like I've paid this agency right. all this money, and they're just magically going to come up with the res- uh, with the results I need. Look, right. you know, if the world was like that, none of us would be working. Right, it'd be it'd be a lot simpler. <laughs> so, take us through the That's first right. one. So, you know, who's the right fit for an SEO? And if you look at, you know, out who's who's listening and, and watching this, you know, let's talk about them. Are they the right fit? Sure. Or SEO in the first place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So there's two questions you need to ask yourself as a business to understand what would be the right customer acquisition strategy. One is what are people that you're solving these problems are aware of the problems they have in the first place, right? So are they actively actually looking for a solution in the first place? And two, if so, where are they looking for? <laughs> right? Yeah. Is that the type of product that they're searching for on Google or not? And if the answer is no, it's something else, then yes, they're aware of their problems, they're actively searching for it, and they're looking for it on Google, which is a mathematical, uh, like you can put a number next to the traffic numbers and see exactly how things work. Um, then the answer, simple answer to your question is no, it's not the right strategy for you. Let me give, give you some examples. Yeah. There's a few different, I uh, would say, customer acquisition strategies. One is cold outreach for sales, right? So if you sell a very expensive um, enterprise-grade software, or if you sell, uh, I would say, uh, multi-million dollar consulting contracts, or uh, you sell um, hospital equipment, doesn't matter. If things are that people aren't Googling to find, right? It's it's that sales cycle that requires a salesperson to go door to doors and build relationships and get your foot in the door. And you need, you close one or two of them every six months and, and you're set for the year, right? So those type of products or services don't require anything other than salespeople to go door to door and start selling, right? Yeah. Number two is on the other hand is, is lifestyle products. Like if you sell t-shirts and like socks, um, people aren't necessarily looking for t-shirts on Google, right? So you normally are going either to retail or, or you have your own favorite brands. So social media is probably, social selling is probably a best bet just going on Instagram and TikTok and or run ads, Facebook ads, right? Um, to get in front of the people that are not necessarily looking for a product, they're interested, but they're not necessarily Googling about it. But then you get to certain products, like for example, Vizme, the company I work for, uh, is a presentation infographic software. That's where I started my marketing career. Uh, and we're a very affordable product. So it's like $15 a month or something like that. So it's not something that's worth make economic sense to go hire salespeople. And also as a bootstrap company, with the problem with paid ads when it comes to especially software products is that, first of all, you're getting outbid by agencies that charge thousands. So the customer acquisition cost is normally high, but also even without that, um, there's a diminishing ROI, uh, meaning that if you're getting X number of conversions, 
and you double your budget, it doesn't mean you get double the conversion. So there's a plateau that happens, which makes it um, not very scalable. Again, predominantly people make it work in certain ways. And uh, it's just not something that's been a scalable channel for us in certain uh, for certain channels. Now, let's say, Paul, you want to create an infographic or a presentation for this episode that we are having together. Yes. What's the first thing you do if you don't already have a solution? You're looking for a solution to create an infographic. What's the first thing you do in your research process as a potential customer? Yeah, normally, well, for me, I'd go into Google. Exactly. So, very simple question, right? Not, not rocket science. No. Are your customers Googling to find your product you're selling? The answer is yes. Like, great. So, it's almost foolish not to invest in your uh, search and optimization because that's where your customers are at. Yeah. But that I just ruled out 90% of businesses that don't need SEO or it's not the right strategy for them, right? So, you can now think of different ways that uh, businesses fail when it comes to SEO. It's just because it's not the right channel for them, right? It's kind of like me selling enterprise-grade software and go sell and, and try to make TikTok videos. It's just not where your customers are at. So it it's, it's just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. And and um, one of the things we found when we were a, a partner is, you know, the for certain keywords, both your the SaaS company itself, the vendor, is doing SEO mm-hmm. for to some of those keywords and you are as a partner, right? So it's nearly like you're competing. Who you're competing against is actually the person that you partner with, right? Have you got any uh, thoughts or tips on that? So as, as an example, right? So you might, so for us, we used to target agencies specifically for a particular software. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'd look for, you know, so agencies were searching for for sales CRM solutions, right? They, you know, that's you know, what's the best sales CRM for agencies, right? So we always thought, well, is it better to get our our partner to be doing the SEO for that, right? I our vendor, and then we just hope that they refer it to us, or do we look for specific terms that mean that we rank higher as as a company versus right. the software we support? A- am I making sense? Yeah. No, you're making 100% uh, uh, sense. It, it's just depends on the, the software and how popular it is and what are people actually looking for. Just go pull up the traffic numbers for that particular software and, and see if this is a type of program that people are actually actively searching for. Like if, you, if you're looking at some sort of healthcare obscure platform that uh, only like people in the 90s uh, used and now it's still popular because nobody does innovation and, and it's not something that people are actively searching for. It's probably not the right fit for you to invest. So go look at the traffic numbers. You can see mathematically, <laughs> okay, this keyword is getting X amount of traffic and here's how difficult this rank for these keywords. Then look at your resources, understand, okay, am I a one-man show? Probably not going to be able to go against a Fortune 500 company. Yes, But if you are a sizable agency and have the resources and the know-how to be able to actually invest in your in, in that as a channel, then yes, go ahead. Understanding that whatever acquisition strategy you have, again, that's what a sales support consultant is all the time. It's probably not the SEO that's probably going to be a channel for you to get customers. It's probably something you want to offer as a service to your clients. Because if I want to work with a consultant, it's probably, again, depending on the platform, right? If it's HubSpot or something, yes, I'm likely looking for it online. But if you're working in a very small niche that doesn't get a whole lot of search traffic, probably the sales cycles for those type of consultancies are are different, right? It's mainly referral-based and word of mouth. So yes. focus on those, double on those, 
but then some of the your partners may also need help with <laughs> SEO. So you can even, uh, if you're a marketing agency and have the resource, you can often have a service. So it's hard for me to answer that question broadly because I just gave you the blueprint. You got to have to imply, uh, apply to yes. your business and understand if it's something that makes sense because obviously you can't just have a one-size-fits-all answer. Yeah, and and when you said, you know, search for the numbers, where? Like, what do you recommend people are searching for the numbers yeah. on? There are free tools like Uber suggests you can go and look up. Uh, we use a little more advanced tools called Hrefs or SEMrush. Even not to bother with those, just go on Google Trends and kind of take a look and see if this is something that makes sense. Um, it's hard to find traffic numbers there, but at least you can see some trends and see if there are any searches being done. Uh, but normally Uber suggests probably a cheapest way you can find um, traffic numbers, but we normally recommend folks that are serious about SEO to, to purchase either Ahrefs or SEMrush. These two are kind of the top tools when it comes to doing keyword research. Right. And and let's say that we've, you know, we've got all our content optimized. Uh, we've, you know, we want to get more traffic to our website. We want to rank higher. Where does backlinks come into this? You know, how does backlinks help us with, with this? Right. So you definitely touched on a very important point that you want to have some uh, base foundation built for your website, right? So understanding uh, okay, what are the keywords that we're trying to target? How competitive are they? And create supporting education or pieces for each one. So this is what we call pillar content, um, optimizing the pages, writing helpful content, all of that stuff that um, maybe uh, too basic for some people that are listening or maybe too advanced for some people that are listening. So I want just to address that really quickly. I've handwritten myself an ebook uh, that we use um, basically, we we elaborate the process we use over at Vizme to get to over three and a half million monthly organic traffic. It's called Vizme Marketing Strategy. Just go and Google that; should be up there in the search results. And just download that ebook and follow through it. So step by step instructions: how to basically structure your website, how do you do keyword research, how to write content. We can definitely speak about that for three to four hours, right? So <laughs> uh, just for the sake of time, I want to refer people to that ebook to kind of take a look and, and understand. Okay, if this is the right um strategy and if so okay how do we actually go about building some of those pillow pages yeah great and now the answer is sorry just just quickly we'll put the links in that and just want to remind you that we're in episode 441 so we're uh talking to vasad rashidi um and uh he's from uh respona so we're really looking here at you know backlinks and go to, and we'll give you that link on the front end. Like, you know, how do you set up all your content, et cetera? Go to that. So it's Visme Marketing Strategy. Just Google it, or we'll also have in, in the links. Okay. Sorry. Back to, back to the backlinks. No problem. So, what happened on Visme when I was the first marketing hire is that we followed the steps you see in the ebook, right? We went and did the keyword research and we hired a bunch of writers to put together a blog post and, and, and build landing pages. And we put them on our website and we were like, we we're so excited. We hit publish and guess what happened? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it crickets. was absolutely crickets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we were like, okay, well, that's disappointing. Uh, so we were like, okay, before we give up, let's understand what we we're doing wrong. Because we know that our customers are looking for these. So if we can get, up, get ourselves up in the search results, we are going to get customers. So here's what I did one day. Just, can you actually follow through, uh, Paul? Can you just 
open a little incognito tab on your browser. So your existing yep. browser history doesn't impact it. So open a little Chrome window for me. Yep. Then look up one of our keywords that we that we highly focus on. Like for example, presentation software. It's one of the top keywords that we uh, that we target. Um, can you look look that up for me? I'm not sure what's going to pop up in Australia, but I'll, I'll be curious to actually see. So ignore the ads. What 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 do you see in the organic search results? So the organic was you are at number one. Bizme is oh yep, perfect. Okay, Bizme. well that was like is number one. <laughs> oh sorry, you yeah. So your old company. Let's remember it's your oh. old company. Awesome, awesome. So, you know, search results fluctuate, obviously, but anywhere you are on the top three or five uh, search results, that's great. Now, can you look up another number for me before you close your window? Can yeah, you scroll all the way up? You see below the search bar, it tells you how many web pages were crawled with that keyword. So, you see, I said about found however many results. Share my screen. Oh, it doesn't tell you actually. That's interesting because there's a there's a carousel at the top. But look up another keyword like presentation or excuse me, um, infographic software or infographic maker. Yada yada yada. All right. So any keyword you go and look up is in the millions, right? So right now we have sixty three million search results that are for that particular keyword. Presentation software. Last time I checked was actually uh, one billion with a B search right. results. Um, now let's take a moment. So let's say you're in the top 1% in terms of quality of content, right? We're cocky. We want to give ourselves the 99th percentile when there's a billion, oh, let's just say 63 million, just to, just to work with yeah. small numbers. When you're in the top 1%, you're still number 63,000 <laughs> or, or 630,000, whatever, yeah. 630,000. Um, now how do you go from, 630,000 search results to number one. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's something that uh, basically comes to the constant of backlinks come into play, where basically we're understanding, okay, how, what are some of these other web pages in our um, space that are authoritative resources? And how do we actually get them to references and, and help us actually be at the top? Um, zero 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 one percent of the search results, and that and that's where the concept of link building comes through. Yeah, brilliant. And and um, I know that you you know specialize in in backlink outreach, right? So I'm sitting there and thinking, okay, Fazard, I've got you. This this is great, makes sense. But where do I start? How, how do I go out and get these backlinks? So. To answer your question, I'm going to talk through a few examples. Uh, but I have a free, not a free resource for you. It's on Gated. Again, I'm not trying to plug our, our research too much, but I feel like I'll be able to add more value by just pointing you to the right direction than just talking about it for five minutes. Yeah. And we have an outreach strategy hub on Respana's website. So if you go to respana.com, R-E-S-P-O-N-A, the bottom of the footer, we have an outreach strategy hub that gives you basically ready to use recipes and templates to work with. Um, so let, let's give a couple of examples here just so that, uh, for the amount of time that we have, just so we can leave uh, some, some actionable insights here. So Paul, right before our interview started, you said that you get these emails all the time, right? Uh, don't you? Do you get these emails from saying, hey, I'd like to publish a guest list on your website, right? Correct. All right. <laughs> so, And I normally just go, this is too hard, and I delete them. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, exactly. I reply nicely and say, thanks for the opportunity. I'm, I'm 
you know, I'm working on, I've prioritised other projects at the moment regards Paul, or my team do it on my behalf, but that's normally right. what I reply to. Well, you, you're very nice, but I, I normally just mark it as spam. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> so, but, but look, but think about it really quick. We're getting a link from your website. You're going to link to Respondent. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So, <laughs> obviously, this is working. So that brings me to my uh, to my first example, podcast outreach. Yes. So one of the again, let me let me give a disclaimer really quick. This is not to say we're only here just to get a link from your website. Um, the reason why I spend my time to communicate uh, and and plan these episodes is to provide educational content pieces, meet smart people like yourself, and also getting some brand awareness. Myriad of benefits to going into it as a guest on other people's podcasts, especially people that have a relevant audience to, to where we can add value. But one of these benefits is getting a, a backlink from an authoritative website that doesn't normally give backlinks to people for money or for other uh, shady tactics that a lot of, lot of other people use. So that's, again, it's going to sound tough. They're like, hey, I don't want to go on podcasts. I don't have anything to talk about. You don't have to. I'm giving you one out of a gazillion different strategies that works very well. So especially if you're starting out and you are an expert on or knowledgeable about a particular topic, start reaching out to other podcasts in your space. Pitch yourself to go on as a guest. You're getting free advertising to a niche audience. Plus, you're also getting a link to your website that increases your domain rating. Um, and, and the way we our team does it basically is that one of my team members uses Respond. Again, you don't have to use our platform if you don't. You can just go on iTunes or whatever and looks up people that we respect in our industry. So somebody in the marketing space, right, or in the SaaS space, and finds podcasts that they've been a guest on, and then uh, Respond pulls the content information of the host, and we help reach out and personalize the pitch and, and say, hey, Paul, you know, came across your interview with Farza and I love the fact you guys talked about, you know, SEO strategies and that's something that we also struggle with at our agency and, and looking into it. Thank you for the episode. And by the way, I'm not sure whether you're still accepting guests. We'd love to talk on, uh, come on the show and talk about how we acquire customers for our cloud consultancy business, right? So that pitch, it, it hits three bases. One, <laughs> it tells you, Hey, this is a relevant podcast, right? So that somebody in your space has been a guest on. Two, uh, you're basically uh, personalizing the pitch by impl- implying to have actually sat down, you know, listened to your podcast. Not, this is not a spamming outreach email I'm sending out to everyone. And also at the same time, it, it opens up connections where you now have other opportunities to work on different strategies. So once you kind of go on and talk to all your buddies now, and we're going to, you know, pitch you different ideas, different collaborations that uh, is going to come your way. And and um, it's a game of building relationships. And that's normally a really good foot in the door to kind of have that uh, personal connection. So that that's one out of, as I said, a, yeah. a ton of different strategies. And I think a great example of that is like Agency Unfiltered, which is the HubSpot podcast that gets HubSpot um, agency owners on. Uh, I know that that is, you know, a great example of that. So if, you know, if um, I don't know, I don't know, all of the platforms, if they've got a podcast or like all of the, the mm-hmm. uh, SaaS vendors, but go and find that out and then see if you can get on their podcast because I think that's a great way. Just quickly on that, like what about um, blogging on your vendor's website? Is that an, another good way to get backlinks to your to yeah. your Yeah, your yeah absolutely. 
Yeah, this is what what you're describing is is guest posting. And normally this is something that comes as a second step for us. So we normally don't pitch the guest post right away. Yes. What we do is, for example, on your website, Paul, you have a popular, credible website. Yes. Uh, What our team is going to do basically is after we have our foot in the door, they're going to basically say, hey, Paul, I was looking around a couple of your competitor sites and we run your competitors through a tool, the SEO tool that we have. And it gives you keywords that they're ranking for, but you, you aren't. Like, for example, how to find a cloud consultant for your SaaS. Yes. A- and it's a keyword that gets a decent amount of volume, decent low competition, and a couple of your competitors that you know of are already ranking for by your site. Is it like, hey, we happen to have we, we happen to be in the cloud consultants in business, and would it be okay for us to write a piece of content covering that keyword for you? Um, and there's no pressure. If you didn't like the piece, you don't have to publish it. But is it okay if I start writing it and for you to take a look? Yes. 99.9% say yes. Yes, yes, <laughs> so, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Now, compare that, contrast that with, hey, I would like to publish a guest with any website. <laughs> so you see, it, different approaches yield very different results. And, and, and kind of respond as a platform that, that we created to kind of put that under one roof so that it doesn't take so much damn time to do uh, all of these, right? So from understanding, okay, what are the type of websites you want to build relationships with? Who's the right person? What's their contact info? Now send them a pitch that's relevant or is personalized. Um, it's, it's sort of what what the platform helps. But uh, but you don't have to start from that, all right? Now, responders kind of like pouring gasoline on a fire. So you can start doing some of these outreach tactics yourself manually using good old Gmail, right? Yes. And uh, and see what works. And w- once you have a process, you're like, hey, man, this is awesome, but I don't have time to do this every day. Uh, and that, let's get a platform to help us scale. And that's kind of what, what Responder helps with. Yeah. And, and and just on the backlinks, you know, when people do pitch to you to, to go on, how do you... How do you um, quickly assess whether it's credible and whether it's someone that is actually a good opportunity for you? Well, here's the thing. If you're doubting that, then it's probably not a good opportunity in the first place, right? So, for example, we pitched you and uh, and we got on the show. Uh, There's no particular process other than Googling and understanding, okay, is this legit business? Who's this guy? Let me look him on LinkedIn. Uh, but but if the pitch is done right and if there is an incentive in place, right? So for example, we always offer something that's on our end. Where podcast is my time, right? So I'm I'm yes. like I'm happy to come on the show and help you create an p- episode and and you release it to your audience. Or or guest post is is me pre- creating a piece of content for you, right? And me getting something in return. So it's not somebody that's trying to take something away from you. It's more of a collaboration as both mutually beneficial. Yeah, yeah, great. And and when we talk about organic organic content, where where does sort of a a podcast sit in in the world? Like you know, it. So I must admit, like you know, it used to be write a blog, and to me, I, I just don't like writing blogs. Right, it's not me. And I, I used a, an external service that was okay, but wasn't great. But for me, creating a podcast like mm-hmm. this is is great it's entertaining i meet smart people like yourself i give value to my clients i can repurpose it as much as i like so where does that sort of sit in the in the google search uh algorithm right Um, so not so much that own it so i'm not sure if i'm understanding the question correctly but but here's my take on podcasts i I love it as a source of building relationships i think it's definitely a great foot in the door if you want an excuse to talk to someone 
make a podcast, invite them to be a guest, right? So yeah. uh, basically, that, that, I think both from a host standpoint and a guest standpoint, it's, it's a great opportunity. But at the same time, uh, when it comes to SEO, you need to have a purpose. It's a customer acquisition strategy, right? Yes. It's not something that you just do on the side, right? It's how we structure our entire company around uh, from the product side to the uh, you know sales cycle. So that th- it, it's not a simple thing to do. And, and if you're a consultant that works with two, three clients at a time and you're charging like XYZ retainer, you don't need to focus on SEO as a channel. So that's my take on it. If you're a consultant, go sell this service or consultant or package to some company that needs it, not to do it yourself as a consultant is only able to manage two to three clients at a time, right? So it's not something that's worth the effort to do and to only get a few clients in the door because it's a lot more efficient and more, uh, I would say, uh, it makes more economic sense for you to go on podcasts, start a show, start posting on LinkedIn, right? Because you only need two to three content, uh, clients. But as a software company, right? So for example, I run a SaaS company. While we are having this conversation, let me take a look at our um, billing channel here. Uh, oh, apparently just one so far. It's the end of the day for us. So one customer just signed up for responding while we are having this conversation. So two to three clients for us, it's a matter of time, right? It's, it's coming through. It's, it's not so much that. So we need to build a machine that starts generating these amount of leads that, that gets converted into customers. And that's something that is worth it for us to now invest our time and resources on building these, uh, you know, continuously build these new pages. And we treat each one like a project to go build backlinks. And if you're a small agency owner or something or or a consultant that works with individual people, it's probably not the best channel for you in the first place. But if you're consulting other cloud companies that you know uh, basically have a larger budget and it's a type of product that, that would make sense for you to invest, now offer to them as this as a service. Now, listening to this episode, at least you have a better understanding of what would, it, it would take. So now you can hire the right people to actually do the work. Yeah, look, and I think if, if you're sitting, another way that I'm interpreting what Fasad just said um, is, you know, if if you're sitting on a partner board, or if you're, you know, a, a very influential partner in a in a smaller network, and and you know, you can see that the partner's struggling with SEO themselves, right? Because you know that if you're ranked number, you know, let's say you're in the top five in the partner page, what you want is more traffic to the partner page, so more people find you, right? So. You know, this is where I think you can refer Fazard and and Respona because they can actually help the SaaS vendor themselves, right? So it's another way of doing it if you are at that smaller size, so to speak. Uh, So I think that's a really valuable thing. The only other thing I'd like to ask before we go to the rapid fire is, um, you know, I heard a stat now that, you know, 65% of people have, um, or sorry, 65% of purchases now don't actually involve the uh, seller, right? So, i.e., you know, everyone now is using the content that's put out to make more and more decisions rather than just jumping on a call, right? We're all busy. We'd much rather watch a video. For me, I'd much rather video, watch a demo video at two and a half times speed rather than go and you know, spend an hour with someone, you know, taking me through right. a demo. So where does that fit? in the whole um, importance of SEO moving forward. Right. 
So, yes, I think you're referring to like product-like growth companies where basically your content and your website is the seller, right? And you don't only have humans talking to each other. Um, And and that's, I would say, about 80% of our customers are responding. None of us, none of them really, or even more, I think 80 to 90% of our customers don't ever talk to a human, right? Um, Unless they have a question or something to ask, you know, come chat or whatever. But the the entire process sells from start to finish, understanding the product does until you go and sign it up, become a customer, all of that stuff is completely self-serve. Uh, it, it works for us just because of our price point and the type of industry we are in, right? So people are normally understanding, okay, we we, we have a need, we know what it needs to do. And 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 then here's a product and, and the pricing is $99 a month. It's not going to break the bank. So, okay, let's go try it out. But if you sell a software product that's 20K a year, you're going to have to have a conversation with someone because the sales cycle for that is entirely different from ours, right? So now you're going to have to go through security assessments. Now you're going to have to go through procurement and sign contracts and all that crap that takes six months, right? Not to say one is better than another, right? That 20K company, for me to get 20K a month or 20K a year type of client, I need to have hundreds of customers. So again, it's a give or take. There is no one size fits all strategy for any business. Yeah. Whatever that you do, it has to be entirely reliant on the customer. Who do you cater to? What's the deal size? What do they need? Right. And and then basically build a business around that. Yeah. And, and I suppose where I was coming from is, you know, if you're not creating <clears throat> valuable content, whether it's on your LinkedIn profile, having an asset like a podcast, going on guesting, et cetera, well, you know, I, I think you're limiting the opportunities for people to actually do that education before they come and talk to you. Because yes, it might right. end in a conversation for a sale, right? But you still need to be seen as the authority and people still need to like, know, and trust you. And I think that's where that's right. this could be very valuable uh, for you. But um, what we'll do, you know, we're listening to uh, Fasad Rashidi from Respona. Uh, it's episode number 44. One, the links that he mentioned earlier will be in the show notes. But what we're going to do now is go into the rapid fire. So are you ready for four quick questions and even quicker responses? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, great. So what are some of the daily sales habits that you do to accelerate your sales? We normally try to automate as much as possible. Um, Something that a human can do is most likely can be done uh, equally, or if not better, by by a machine. So we, we that, I think that would be the that would be the one that comes yep. to my mind. Right. And for you, how do you find out more about improving your skills as a salesperson or your knowledge of sales? Mm-hmm. I I listen to quite a lot of podcasts uh, to people like yourself, and that's my favorite channel to learn new things. Right. And if I could grant you one wish at the moment for Respona, what would that be? You know, I always like to be that guy who's like, I I I wish for three more wishes, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to do that here. I think it's actually more, uh, so you mean business-wise or personal-wise? Uh, business, yeah. Business-wise. One wish I had, it, it was uh, customer education. I wish that um, more people were educated uh, about the, the correct way of doing SEO. And, and that's one of the things that we struggle with the most is that it's unfortunately it's been a lot of malpractice, misinformation, yeah. and it's still occurring around. And, and that's one thing that we're here, uh, one of our uh, mission uh, to, to solve. Yeah, great. And, and the last one is, you know, what do you know now? And it might've been through Visme or, you know, through mm-hmm. your you know, early days of Respona. What do you know now that you wish you had have learned earlier? 
Uh, and I'm going to quote my co-founder on this. And he always says that good things take time. And uh, I know I'm, I'm young. And when I started, especially my career was very inexperienced. And that resulted in me being very impatient, um, made a lot of hasty decisions uh, that you know could have been corrected. And um, not understanding that if you're building a business, uh, you got to be patient and, 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 and do your best every day and let things happen and make them, you know, things tend to work themselves out and, and kind of understanding that uh, time element that you can't really get around it. Um, unfortunately, most instances is one thing that I'm learning, uh, not, uh, been in business for quite a number of years. So that, that's the one thing. Right. And, uh, when you, you know, have gray well when you get to the point where you've got to shave your hair because it's too gray you'll know that uh yes it, you know you go slower and slower as you get older and older that's but, right <laughs> you've got you've got a lot of time between that and now so um you know it's been great having you on the show thanks for sharing your wisdom and, and answering questions which you know like uh, you know it's a complicated area like you said there's so much mised uh information miseducation so many poor experiences just because you've had one poor experience doesn't mean that you should uh not do it right it's uh you know if you effectively um you know if people are searching for you on on linkedin or searching your product on on uh, google i should say not linkedin on google you know um you know there's a great chance to to learn more so um if you want to learn more about, um, we'll have the links that um, have already been mentioned, but just go to Respona. So it's R-E-S-P-O-N-A.com. I'll just make sure I've got that right. That's right. And there's some brilliant templates that are on the, the homepage down the bottom there. And like I said, there's the other one is the VizMe marketing strategy. Uh, search that up as well, but it'll be in the show notes. But uh, Fasad, thanks for uh, coming on and sharing your wisdom today. Thank you so much for having me, Paul. This was this was fun. So depending on your journey, you would have got different things out of this interview. I know SEO for some of you is, um, you know, you're very well advanced, others not. But what I like also is around the, the podcast guesting is a great way to do it. And if you want to be a guest on this show, the Accelerate Sales Podcast, just reach out to me. So uh, share what you've learned on LinkedIn. Fazard would love that. Uh, there's all the links, including the links that he mentioned, specific ones. And don't forget that VizMe marketing strategy. You can go and search that. And you can get the full screen transcript at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast, episode 441. And why not share it with others? So if you know other people that are struggling with SEO, because I certainly did when I ran my agency, so you've probably got peers that are, share it with them, and they'll think you're an absolute rock star. Don't forget to check out our solo shows as well on the Accelerate Sales podcast. There's the free Slack community that I mentioned, which is the cloudconsultantscollective.com. And if you love created content just for cloud consultants, why not sign up to our newsletter at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash newsletter. As always, please take action to accelerate your sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is. And don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. 
This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet.